0: Listen, players, <laughs> you're listening to the Movement, Strength, and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. This week on the podcast, Timbo, we have it's not many. But often we get someone back for a part two, but this is one of those podcasts that you know when you like. We've, we've said this before. You you speak to someone on the podcast, and then you like afterwards, you like feel like we're mates now. Well this this part two cemented <laughs> that friendship that bromance and I'm going to say this was one of my most enjoyable podcasts I think we've ever done you're going to get everything for, if you if you're listening to this and you've never watched on YouTube uh, we've put them all up on YouTube now there is a there is a section of the podcast where I am measuring the size of my mouth uh, and relating that into my tongue and uh, that's going to make no sense at all right now as you listen to this but you fair to say you could see that happening in Action Live Tim that, that's something people need to go and watch right? It definitely is I enjoy this one this is a podcast where we I, I feel like we gave
1: as much as we received there was a, it was a little bit of a <laughs> no, never <laughs> Cole has just like got the guy is a genius. Hang on a minute. I dropped that, that little bit about um, Tongue position on him. He thought oh, he that was the greatest thing he'd ever heard, to be fair. It's yeah, his World. That. So um, I think he was good. Anyway, it is Cole Clayton. We're talking face shapes and Tongue surfboards. Um, there's a lot in this one, and it will just continue. One thing I like is like, that these, these frontier-type conversations that we have where we might just kind of throw some curveballs in there and you go, oh, crack, I, I thought I got my stuff sorted but there's some good practical takeaways as well so we'll leave you with this one it's a good little listen and Cole
0: is a legend so sit back relax and enjoy Tim Jacko Cole Clayton on the Movement Strength and Play podcast <laughs> and add songs. and YouTube roll the jingle So, Cole, welcome back for part two. There is not that many guests that get the prestigious honor of coming on for a part two. So we're, we're glad to have you here.
2: Oh, man, I'm glad to be back. This is, this is a total honor then, you know. Yeah. Well, we obviously
1: <laughs> thought there was so much in so, our brain that we didn't get into last time that we thought we need to go and dig a little
0: bit deeper. And uh, Jacko's scary. done some yeah. work with you yeah. since, since our well, last, uh, yeah.
1: last conversation. An honesty
0: call i literally we finished the podcast the first time and i was like right i'm booking a session and we did it we did a little bit of a zoom together and we one of the things that you looked at was um my mouth my tongue and you told me some things it was like do you even train your tongue bro and um that was a area that i was like which i've i I would like to title the podcast as that but um One of the things we sort of didn't get as far down this potential rabbit hole as before, and I think for a lot of people though, if they were like me, it was like got no idea about this at all. Like, is it even a thing? Um, We to to set the tone of like the first question around this. We met oh tim you you said about the the because oh, i'm going to forget his name the snc coach at the national circus said something to us a while ago Yeah,
1: i'm also going to forget his name but the, i've heard this um okay. conversation a couple of times from different people of saying the tongue position in the mouth can affect our ability to be able to produce force so the conversation right. we've had before is around all the strength training literature that we've got if we didn't normalize for tongue position then we could actually question the validity because it can have quite a significant impact on how much force, like outside of that variability window that we would say is acceptable. So I don't know if that's true, but I find it an interesting conversation to go, basically, the tongue is where it's at. So I don't know, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I love that. I love that thought. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So this one time I was taking a... um, like a, a group my mate john marsh he's a really interesting guy you guys would get on like a house on fire um movement guy <laughs> and small business coach and um ex ex triathlete and stuff great guy and so i was running this thing and there's a there's another like movement guru there he's like fully tanked and i said Right, dude. Like, what's something you've really been working hard on, like that you haven't been able to master, that you need extra strength for? And he's like, "Oh, this." So it's you wouldn't know the name of it, but it was a complicated thing. Sitting down, you're in the splits, and then you go into a handstand. You know, put your hands in front yeah, yeah. and then and then lever up, sort of thing. And he, I said, "Okay, show us." So he he tried to do it. He's been working on trying to get it. I said, "All right, now um, go like this for the video, uh, non-video. As it's just sucking the top." the flat surface, top surface of your tongue right up into the roof of your mouth. That's it's what we call the cave, right? So for the video, it's that. See, I, I taught you that, Jacko, right? Are you working on that?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I got it. Mate, I'm, my tongue's amazing now.
2: Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah,
0: yeah um, I was
2: going to say, <laughs> right, no, no evidence
1: required. Thank you, Jacko. No, no <laughs> case studies. <laughs> Just talking to the missus. All right, so... Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got him to do that and then we then we tried to. I didn't say that and then we tried to do the exercise again and um it was okay right? and then I got him to do a tip pop all right so a tip pop is when you take the tip of your tongue and you put it on the rugae, which is the little creases behind your front teeth on the top of your mouth right? and you suction it there and you do one of them so it's it's not a that's not it it's a Yeah,
0: Yeah. this Uh, was the one I struggled with.
2: Yeah, it's hard if you haven't done it before, right? It's it's a little bit of a skill, but once you get it, you're sweet. It's actually like a foundation for language. So when you say n, your tongue goes there. When you say t, your tongue goes there, your tongue starts to go towards there, but not all the way. So the nuances of how we make speech Mm. sounds is off the charts neurologically. That's why it takes so long to learn it. So I got this guy to go... 30 times right he did that 30 times he did his little thing and he got like absolutely way further than he's ever got with it he's like what the beep you know (laughs) like how the hell so that concept I I love the concept that if you (laughs) I just that's Made my week, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling off my stool. I love that. But I, I, but I, I use that it now it as a like
1: get out joke, free card. So if someone's ever going to challenge me on something that I don't know about, strength training literature wise, go yeah. But did they uh, did they did they accommodate for tongue position? No. Oh, okay. Well, I can't yeah. trust it. Well, you, know <laughs> you know
2: the neurology behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's the yeah.
0: What well, what is so? Go on to what in 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 very very layman's terms, as layman's terms as you can. Yeah. Okay. Why was why was that tongue position having such an effect? And because then and then the, the the final thing of that uh, before we go into any other bits of like what should then what's the simplest thing something should do when they're trying to be strong with their tongue?
2: Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> a why and then a practical tip. Yeah. Yeah. So the practical tip is easy. Learn to do that. But if you can't do that, you just take tip of your tongue. You, put, you get a little bit of cracker, like a little bit of rice cracker or something, put it on the tip of your tongue, put it up on that spot so it's right behind the front teeth, there's little lines, right? You put the cracker on your tip of your tongue and you squish it up there with your mouth open so your tongue's working really hard. You're trying to push your tongue into your nose, right? And that's what we call that the cracker crush exercise. Right? And that should be actually at rest. You should have lip seal, nasal breathing, and that tongue should be up in that position all right so if your tongue's down you can do this yourself if you try and breathe through your nose and your tongue's sitting down you'll find there's some airway resistance to do that if the tongue's up it's much cleaner and smoother um, airflow that's because of the tongue in relationship to the airway so we always want the tongue up on that position so if you notice yourself with mouth open tongue down the first thing you can do all day long is correct that and you're going to get stronger like tim said it's it's wild um, so why is that, why is that? why is that? Yeah, you gotta shut your mouth. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> because basically, at that point where all those little lines are, so the tongue's very sensory, right? Super sensory. So the reason we have those, li- I mean, how how cool is anatomy? Like this is this is this is like why you can get geeky about anatomy, not just learning it out of a book, but when you understand the function of it, it's like. This is, this is awesome because then you can re- reverse engineer and change either your own training or your client's training. But there's a little underneath that, um, if you took away those lines, underneath there there's a little hole in the skull which is called the incisive foramen. There's a little hole there. And out of that comes a, a, a nerve bundle that sort of branches out like this and crosses into that hole um, underneath all those ridges and lines, right? So... You put your if you put your tongue up there, you you're activating or you're giving a sensory feedback to this nerve, which is called the nasopalatine nerve. And nasopalatine nerve comes back to the second branch of the trigeminal nerve, and the trigeminal nerve controls the first branch to your eye. The second branch is sensory to the face, yeah. So all feeling to the face, and 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 uh, <clears throat> I don't think no, it's not the tongue. And then the and then the um. And then the um, third branch controls the movement of your jaw. Okay, so what does that mean? It means what your tongue's doing and flicking into these, this area and feeding back into this... It's called trigeminal because it's got these three nuclei that are then feeding back into the brain. It's telling your brain where your tongue is in relation to your jaw. So when we speak, like we're talk, talk, talk now you have to move your jaw and your tongue and your lips and your facial muscles in relationship to what you're trying to say with your breath and sort of cognitively process at the same time. So that's a huge neurological achievement. But if you think about it from a perspective of proprioception, so how and where you're in that whole, like of all the possible places I could move my lips, face and tongue while I'm, telling you this story it's it's freaking infinite right so the, the proprioception that goes on in that is so finite yeah so it's it's incredibly um um sophisticated system so if you put your tongue there all right then your brain proprioceptively knows where you, that your jaw's stable if your jaw's stable um Then your neck's going to be stable, okay, because the tongue muscles join to the hyoid bone. So we've got suprahyoids, infrahyoids. So that's related to the stability of the neck, the shoulder girdle, the rib cage, your breathing, um, your jaw, and therefore your whole pelvis. So that... um, And then you've got that famous picture that everyone pulls out from anatomy trains that shows that the fascia of the tongue runs all the way down to the big toe. So... it's proprioception and secondary to that it's um neurofeedback to allow um it's just like setting up for a deadlift you know if you're in the right position in your in your in your in your spine then you're going to be able to move more load because you can't fire a cannon out of a canoe right so this is like fine tuning Mm -hmm. that canoe's stability to a to a to a um key level like an uh, just a um what's the word like I don't know, the words have gone out of my head, but it's, it's like, it's really, really important functions. Yeah. So speech, breath, mm. chewing and swallowing, you can die swallowing really easily. Like I could go and drink my water bottle and die making this podcast if I didn't drink, like swallow properly. So that's like life and death. But we don't even think about it. We just go, I just smashed like a mushroom, you know, risotto. And it's just like boom, boom, boom. There it is. got to go do this podcast. Why did you take so long to make that? But like <clears throat> that's not in my constant <laughs> thing. But. Any, any aberrant feedback there will feed back into the system and it disturbs it. So when you get that right, you get your breath right, you get your tongue posture right, you get your facial muscles in the right length tensions, the whole system is going to be stronger for sure. Yeah. And you can, you can test that. You can, if you don't believe me, just stand up, put your arms in front of you, get someone to push down as hard as they can on your arms and put your tongue down. Here and then get them to do it again and put your tongue up and see how much stronger you are. <clears throat> That's I've done that before in seminars. It it freaks people out. So we're, yeah. we're basically I saying just did it
0: on myself.
1: I was saying, Cole, that 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 tongue position is basically an opportunity to prime the system in a way. So it's kind of like an a I don't know what the right phrase is, but like just that simple thing of like putting the tongue in the right position allows the rest of the system to function more optimally. Is that? Yeah, From a strength so, perspective, so, what we're saying. so if
2: you think about the motor nervous system, so that's your movement system, go back to layman terms, so the, the movement system, um, and forget the sensory, so forget the, the what you've tasted and all that sort of stuff and feel, but just the movement system, 38% of your motor nervous system output is feeding what we call the, no, I'm not going to say that big word, the lips, face, tongue and breathing, okay, so... If if there's something aberrant going on, thirty eight percent, thirty eight percent, and then you've got your hands and your feet, right, Um, which take up the next like massive chunk. You're almost you really, and then your viscera. So you really don't have much left for your limbs. You know your limbs are not that well; um, they don't take up that much neural juice. But this takes up like thirty eight percent, a heap. Yeah. So if there's any sort of aberrant inputs here. And you can correct them in an instant. You're going to be able to then leverage so much more juice to your motor nervous system. So that's how I see it. It's kind of like a. Right. You can get away with it, but if you really want to fine tune it and really want to work yeah, you suboptimal. Yeah, with your anatomy and with your system and with the hierarchy of the way your body works. Boom! Just put your tongue in the right spot, strengthen it up, and And you're off.
0: So that 38 percent. Is for the for the lips tongue face is that's the that's the greatest. amount. there's nothing that's more effectively using up or more important than the brains.
2: Yeah, yeah, because eyes. of speech. Right? Yeah. Like speech is the most complicated. Yeah. Then chewing, swallowing, then breathing. Yeah, because if you think about the control systems for all of those, you know, it's off the, sc- off the scale. Because you need you even need vagus involved in um, speech because there's a branch of the vagus that becomes to the voice box. Yeah, right. I'm just gonna dive off on a slight tangent quickly
1: just because I've been waiting to try and find an opportunity to get this kind of bit of knowledge that I gained from a book. In it, this feels like it might be the right time, might not be. I'm gonna tell you anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cole, my mind is not working well this morning. Um, what is that thing called where we've got that picture of the human body where it's like the body parts are enlarged? I can't think, homo. Homunculus. Homunculus. That's the
2: one.
1: So I've I've read a book um, called "The Brain Has a Mind of Its Own." It talks about mind maps, basically, like the sensory information written or the 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 picture that the brain has in the mind of these physical spaces of being able to. Then you can stimulate parts of brain, and your fingers will twitch and all that sort of stuff. So it's like the brain has this kind of mind, and it talks about the homunculus and this. and saying so everyone thinks that their genitals are the most sensitive part of their body, right? <laughs> but then the line that it says, and it's absolute classic, it goes, but if you look at this homincular and where the neural information is or the sensory input is being gathered from, like you're never gonna read Braille with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you think your hands are super sensitive, but then you go a level deeper and you see on the homoncooler it's that like the lips are huge, aren't they? That whole kind huge. of facial yeah. area yeah. is massive. Yeah. It's a representation of, of the, the brain's. Um, priority of the information gathering from that area. So I just thought it was like, well, that long. had me uh, laughing because I was like, we we just completely misunderstand where we actually think our brains uh well, the for the visual, it's a caricature. It's basically
0: that type, that type of thing, isn't it? Although yeah, I think your genitals our genitals on that look quite small. Yeah, um,
1: for the, uh, for so the, the podcast <laughs> listeners, the Jacko's holding it. up the caricature that someone did for us. Um, and yeah, my my jaw looks massive on that. It's actually uh-huh. quite good, though, isn't it? Like it's.
2: It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the lips. It's the lips. Yeah, it's the it's the lips. but yeah, that the homunculus is interesting. It's the pleat in the pants. Century, but um, here's a here's a tangent for you. The homunculus actually accounts for foot fetishes. Talking about genitals. Oh, does it? Yeah, because the the, the area of that because it's kind of like a um sort of coronal slice of the brain, the way they represent it. But the area that um has the feet is right next to the genitals. So when you get like a some sort of, you know, issue with the brain, that's where that comes from. That's made the room go very quiet. I like that one. Yeah. I
0: I just want to take I just want to take a moment to Tim knows this. I love giving I love giving a bum tap to people and I just want to take a second before I ask my next question to just go, Bravo, Cole, in that like I'm like, how do you know This isn't a question to answer, but I'm just like, how do you know so much stuff? I love it when we talk to people. It's just like, it feels like you know. I don't know. It's like, how do you know? Like, so anyway. So tapping into that that knowledge of too
2: much time and not enough
0: money uh, of understanding, but (laughs) as well as wowing people with just like, oh, we know loads of stuff, and it's like some more type of practical things. And if someone um and i had a little bit of experience with this when i had that session with you of going how would someone assess then they've obviously can go you've already done like do you does your tongue tend to be low or do you get it in a good position high up how can somebody how can we make what are some simple potential things we can do or tests we can try out because you made me try and do a few things with like widening my mouth or putting my tongue in the different positions it was like oh man that feels really tight or try and do this and it feels really weak like what are some things that people can do to actually find out is their tongue rubbish, like mine, or, or not? Mm.
2: Um, I, think, I think you kind of look at the whole system, right? So the first thing I'd look at is, okay, um, does the person have dry or tending towards dry, cracked lips? And you might say, well, what's that got to do with it? Well, that immediately shows us that air is passing over those lips too much. OK, mm. so when you've got that mouth open, um, the tongue has to go low because if the tongue is up, all right, then the air is not going to get freely through there. There's a, there's a barrier. So the tongue drops down. So yeah. if you've got that sort of dry lips and you're constantly getting out the chapstick and, and, you know, whacking that stuff on to keep your lips moist, then chances are you could be breathing through your mouth, which is automatically going to give you a low tongue position. Yeah? yeah. And so then you want to do, okay, if you want to get really technical, what you could do, and this is a really easy trick to do, and you, it probably is easier if you get someone else to do it, but um, what you do is you go, okay, I'm going to get a ruler, and you, and, you, and you open your mouth as wide as you can. Okay, so it's you go from the good. bottom of the top teeth, to the top of the bottom teeth, if that makes sense. And you're going to measure how wide your mouth opens. Yeah. No, for the video. Jacko,
0: for, for, for the, oh, yeah, for the uh, audio there, listeners, Jack has got a ruler out
2: yeah, measuring his brilliant.
0: mouth. Yeah, but not just any ruler. Look at it. Yeah, it's like a like triangular a ruler.
2: It's one, yeah.
0: Pretty mm. really fancy. Oh, yeah, but um, it's just when I do a little bit of graphic design, Cole, you know how it is. Okay, uh, yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> so. so that, that, ah. That gives, it's I it feel feels so it. tight, at. Uh, well, what do you got? About 40, 50? That gives you I'm the gonna, total opening, uh, okay? Total open, all right? So it's total uh, open. From and the
0: then, t- teeth teeth to teeth?
2: Yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yep. It looks about 50, mate, I reckon. Ah! Uh, uh, good it's effort. All right, Don't right, right that really is. <laughs> um, 50. 1, two, three, four. 55. Fifty-five centimeters. Okay, I was wrong. I was out by five. Right. So now mm-hmm. what you do is you take the tip of that have. tongue. Remember we were talking about the spot where the where the lines are, the incisive papilla. Take the tip of the tongue and hold it on that spot, and then open your mouth again as wide as you can and measure it. Okay. All right. Oh, far Insert. less, Jacko. Yeah, of course. Ah. Ah. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, got I reckon that's has been a bit 35. slack. 25. 25, serious. Okay. So give me a calculator. And it was
0: worse before because I have been doing my stretches.
2: Yeah, right. So that's interesting. So 25 divided by 55 actually gives you 45%, okay? Yeah, I'm not even so 50%. That is called, that's really easy test to do. Like you can do it on yourself in the mirror or get someone to measure for you. But that's called a tongue range of motion ratio. Okay. And what so, do you want it to be
0: percentage wise?
2: Yeah. So you want it to be about 80 to 85 plus percent. Jack, I got some words to do. The famous strength and conditioning coach only <laughs> got a tongue range and motion ratio of 45%. It's like, In front what of an idiot. <laughs> How about that? Lucky I gave you those <laughs> exercises, brother, or you might have really embarrassed yourself today.
0: May I? Yeah, I, I couldn't even open my yeah, mouth before I had, had a session with you. Oh, that was all right,
2: wasn't it? That's actually I'm sure my I'm max yeah, open, not right? Bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's pretty rule good. You got Tim. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, so of course it is. <laughs> is
0: like,
2: <laughs> but there's no
0: problem. Hey, hey, this is one of the biggest lessons from the podcast over the years that we've done it. Being bad at something is good because then you can improve it, right? 100%. I'm gonna be like Superman after I, I've sorted my tongue out.
2: I, I say that to kids all the time. They're like, "Oh, these exercises are hard." I'm like, "Yeah, well, why would I give you easy exercises?" <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> that, guy. Yeah. that guy. What I really need to do is get in there underneath your tongue and do some myofascial release work. That's how we. That's how we'd help is that it? one. Fingers yeah. in the mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, bit of a technique uh, to it, though. Uh, ah it's okay. ripping horrible man work at jacko i'm quite so pleased at jacko the anterior attachment jacko so right where it joins the mandible uh-huh. right at the front you just get either side of that and just really push it i'm not going to do it because i've just been out in sydney and i haven't
0: uh, uh, i'll, right I'll do i'll do a bit while you're talking and i'll remeasure
2: yeah okay yeah, that's a good idea okay so <laughs> that tongue range of motion ratio will tell us a couple of things the main thing it's going to tell us is how much tension's underneath that tongue Okay, or and or how much is that tongue restricted? So the biggest thing people can't do is what we call here's a fancy word, tongue and floor of mouth dissociation. So there's a sling of muscles on the floor of the mouth that support. Um, well, they actually um, there's actually fascia on top of them, and that fascia folds up and becomes the lingual frenula. So, the lingual, the, the, the tongue thing under your string under your tongue is actually a fold of fascia. that's mirroring the. I'm literally stem, crying here, sorry. The floor, yeah, it hurts, hey. It mirrors the floor of the mouth, okay? And there's muscle underneath that called your genioglossus. So, just like any other muscle, when you get it tight, you know, and it's lacking in range of motion, Therefore, the function of the system is not going to be as, as, as good. So that many, many people have this issue. Underneath the tongue is tight, restricted, and and there's fascial tension all through the system. So what you've got to learn to do is move just like you would in your hip and back, like dissociate your hip and back when you're moving. Um, you've got to do floor of mouth and tongue dissociation.
1: How fun. do people get, like, how does that happen, um, Cole? Why would people get, like, particular tightness in the mouth?
2: What do you get now, Jacko? He's he's going for I look, it. Look, that's worse to me. That no? worse. Nah, to me. <laughs> fair, that's why I'm like forty. Or, or like thirty-five or so. Thirty. Thirty. There you go. I can't. Tell. It's late. At I'm nine. crying.
0: My eyes are watering.
2: Yeah. So he got ten percent more. It feels. It man. does. It feels significantly different. Like
0: now, it, it feels good. 30% mm. good. Only thirty percent I... to go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What have I got to get to?
2: Eighty. Right. When yeah, I but no, that,
0: yeah. Well, it's 80% of 55. I'll do the math, don't you worry.
2: When I have that work done, my whole solar girdle just relaxes mm. like it's wild. But um, how does it get like that, Tim? <sighs> it's a 44, um, my word. It starts, it actually starts as an embryology in, as you're developing. Um, and then you've got things like um, birth and birth strains. And then you've got diet um, and lack of chewing. Um, soft diets, you've got tongue thrusting habits with, and re, what we call retained infant reflex, tongue thrust reflexes that r- remain. Um, <clears throat> I guess in Australia, we, you know, we sort of like mumble, so maybe that's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say just like... I didn't like, want to say it. Just like, yeah, just like the rest of the musculoskeletal system, it's lack of function really. Mm. Like people aren't using it properly
1: you know it's really interesting since our last conversation like when you you said that that the speech is like the 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 hardest or the most complicated neurological development kind of process like i've got Mm. naomi is 10 months old now so i I kind of like started listening a little bit to like how she's learned to speak and it kind of it was a real live example of of what you were talking about but interestingly the one of the first things that she she could kind of like make a a baby noise but to get people her, her first way of communicating and she still does it now was she would click her tongue to get people's yeah. attention because and, mm-hmm. and then she would and you actually then you could communicate backwards and forwards with her like if you click if she clicked and you click back at it, then she would also then do it like engage in this very <laughs> primitive conversation but just interesting that that tongue is is already at that stage of a less than a year old doing mm. some work in that communicative um development yeah, phase that's it's interesting sound.
2: It's getting sensory feedback to the second branch of the trigeminal. So mm. She's pumping feedback to her brain about where that tongue is and she's trying to coordinate it. And they go through a series of process of making sounds that gradually become more and more refined and they prune off the, the ones that don't serve them and then they start like, la, 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 la yeah, the yeah. babble. And then that slowly gets more and more refined. That's why it takes like it's five cool. years to be become, you know, actually learn some language. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. got another question. Um,
1: just uh, this is kind of one that people might have seen, and I don't think I fully understand it um, as to the science behind it. I've never used it before, but what's the um, what's the rationale behind people using mouth guards or like you know the uh, mouthpiece when they're lifting? You see, like strength ah. training athletes, strong pop pop man, everyone popper in the world's strongest man. But everyone the world's strongest man I've seen had am, it. Am I right in thinking this is jaw alignment or tension?
2: Yeah, it, it's that it, like they're it, biting it, down the gumshield. Force generation from the occlusal, occlusal surfaces of the teeth. So when you when the teeth come together, you will be stronger. Yeah, okay. um, right. I could I could I could I could go down a rabbit hole with that um, and sort of blow your mind to say that there's. Are we not already (laughs) down a rabbit hole? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We'll go down the, I don't know. Jack has just been measuring his mouth with a ruler. That's a pretty good rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) um, So one of the dentists I used to work for was was wild. He was mad, um, but he was delightful. And what he found out was that there's actually three main body types of humans and he figured out to the nearest cusp so like a cusp is the little bumps on your teeth like the little points you know so he figured out to the nearest cusp that he could design a little splint that would touch on certain points of the teeth when you bit down and give you like dramatically more strength and power and i was like wow give me one of those (laughs) and um he did and he gave me the wrong one And I woke up in the middle of the night wearing it and my whole back had gone into spasm. It was like a (laughs) searing pain. I ripped them out of my mouth and threw them down the stairs. I said, mate, you gave me the wrong ones. Long story short, he gave me the right ones. My PBs went through the roof and I used to wear those at night time. So so the occlusion, Mm -hmm. because of that proprioceptive feedback... The occlusion is, like, critical to that whole thing, the ability to fire the cannon out of the canoe. And a lot of lifters um, actually end up cracking their teeth from doing that, from from Mm. splinting down on the jaw, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Because when you do that, you activate the neck muscles, you stabilise the neck, and there's your, your, um, you know, your battleship to start firing from. Yeah, if your neck's really strong and tight, like like, the same you would do with your core, then you're going to be able to use that, um, shoulder better but you can you can sort of blow the system out doing it with artificial means too that's something to watch for mm. yeah so in and an, i'm just trying to think if i'm training and lifting i actually
1: this is one thing i'm going to do as this next week is i don't know that i'm aware of my tongue position or jaw position if i'm doing something heavy i don't think i'm thinking about it which I, i'm going to now but yeah what it,
2: it,
1: yeah what's the um so, so we've talked about a tongue so if i'm going to go into a heavy lift for example like i'm going to get a heavy set of pull-ups or something whatever i'm going to go tongue against the that point that we talked about beh- just behind the front teeth and then jaw open or jaw like just, just not kind of I'm trying to crack teeth but jaw closed with a, le- a level of compression to try and but not kind of like splinting so hard that i'm going to need to go to the dentist
2: correct yeah okay and then or should yeah, i get I my sh-
0: old um Mouth guard out from rugby. Have you still got one, Tim? And you can just crank down on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure the bite and boil mouth guard from, like,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite what Cole's talking about. Five quid, put in a bowl of hot water and then just shove it in your mouth and like, burn your gums while you're doing it because you didn't wait long enough.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah, remember yeah. those? Flipping I remember horrendous. It. Yeah, I remember yeah. it well. Well, (laughs) People used to write like nasty messages to the opposition (laughs) when they stood in line. I don't know if you guys did that. You used to line up and shake hands before the game and then you'd smile and you'd have this like. F you, written on your mouth.
1: Actually, Karen's got was Karen's thinking about getting back into hockey. She's had a gum shield in her bag for like about two years and she's got it out and it's been soaking in Milton for about a month just to try and get it cleaned up. <laughs> I might do that. I might go and write something across the front of
2: it. <laughs> well, here's, here's one of the things though. Um, you know, a lot of people wear night guards for bruxism. I don't know if you've come across that. Yeah. Um, sort of slightly change the topic, but we're going to sleep, right? So sleep is so critical to recovery and therefore to strength, you know. So um, a lot of people grind their teeth at night, and grinding and bruxing. Um, <clears throat> and then what they do is they put these night guards in, which are kind of like a flat thing that sort of protects the teeth, quote but actually when you do that, this whole system that we're talking about, you actually destabilise it, so those night guards can actually be quite, um, for performance-wise, if you're thinking about that sort of thing, they can actually be quite destructive because what the the grinding is is actually a symptom of something else, and that something else is what we'd sort of overarchingly term an airway issue. So that's yeah, I was wondering.
0: Hmm. I was talking to someone this week, Cole, about this, um, and saying that like potentially like that grinding of your teeth is like it's a lot of tension to create that and that if you were breathing and the body mo- like relaxed and soft and the body relaxed like presumably surely you wouldn't be grinding your teeth that is there is how someone was breathing
2: linked into that potentially 100% yeah okay yeah, cool 100% so Good how you're breathing at nighttime, if you need to grind your teeth what you're doing is you're effectively splinting your airway so you're going like that Okay? Um, okay. But if you, let's say you, you drop a hammer on your toe tonight and you go to bed and you've got a bruised, sore toe, you'll probably grind your teeth more. Yeah? Right. So you can be aberrant like, like uh, inputs, like inputs that are causing a problem. So that could be structural, like you drop something, it could be a biochemical thing as well, yeah. You know that you're not something that you're eating, drinking or coming in contact with. Um, and it yeah. can be a neuro-emotional thing too. So most people think, "Oh, teeth grinding—that's cause you're stressed," and it can be. But the number one biggest primary reason why you grind your teeth at night is your airway. It's actually a structural thing. It's the volume of the airway itself um, is 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 lacking. Yeah. I can. I'm actually in the dental clinic, literally right. right now. And so by yeah,
0: and by grinding, you're effectively trying to force that. More open. S-
2: splinting it open, yeah. And it's something yeah. wild like there's... I can't remember the actual pressures, but we don't... Like when we chew on a nut, it's like X amount of pressure. But when we grind our teeth at night, it can be like 10,000X th- that pressure. It's like crazy force that we put yeah. through our teeth at night. So much say so that people's teeth like literally wear flat, mm. you know?
0: Yeah. I've got a tooth that's mm. like flat, that used that, yeah, yeah. uh and yeah and i knew i'd grind my teeth because i'd have dreams that my teeth were falling out
2: yeah that's really common that's, that one is actually linked often more to, to the, the the neuroemotional stress where you have those dreams and your teeth are falling well, out tim
0: said it was when you tim told me that when my, when i dream that my teeth are falling out it's cuz i'm going to make i'm going to become really rich
2: i never thought really really that.
0: that eh? <laughs> i'm joking <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but people have these ones in they of like, oh, if you dream about that, then it means you're going to be rich.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. It's what it means it this. I had that dream <laughs> too. I, I, I'm still waiting. But like I had that dream when I found out my girlfriend of <laughs> three three months was pregnant and we both lived in separate houses. She lived with her parents still. And uh, and uh, I was like, got no money. And I'm like, holy Shit, and I had that dream and I was so sore through the underneath my chin, I could hardly swallow, like I was that stressed, I didn't know what to do, you know. Sorted it out, we're still together, but... (laughs) <laughs> um, so practical. tech this
1: is like there's there's, there's just free gains on the on the table for people today, isn't there? if They just go and think about yeah. these things as they go and start to get into their training a little bit. Um, so we talked a little bit. Cole, just going to quick takeaways. Um, so we talked about trying to get that that tongue into that position in the front of the roof of the mouth. We've um, is there anything else people can do? They can. Uh, it's quite difficult for the auditory listeners um, yeah. on the podcast, but the, the YouTube guys might be able to kind of get a bit of an insight. Any any kind of like two or three things that we can do just during the day which can can help to get us some yeah. some better control and strengthen the mouth
2: Fully, i'm going to give you two two real key things one is the tongue surfboard jacko knows this one um so what you do is you this this helps with that ability to separate the um floor of the mouth from the tongue itself so we really want to be able to move the tongue separately to the floor of mouth look at him go If if you're not on video If you're seriously not on video You've got to get on YouTube
0: This is a reason to come and subscribe to YouTube
2: (laughs) Hit the subscribe button If you like this show Um, I open the mouth And you stick the tongue out And you want it clear of your top and bottom teeth So you should be able to see your top and bottom teeth It's hard Yeah, and you want a little bit of arch on it A little bit of rise yeah, mm. just to, and you want it skinny. You don't want it kind of hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And that—that's actually
0: that's
2: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> lucky. If you're listening, you're lucky. You got to practice these things, uh, Tim.
0: You got to practice these things.
2: Do it again. When your tongue's
0: as bad wanna,
1: as mine, you got to practice. Do it again. I want to mark a clip on this. We're going to put this on the on, on social.
2: do <laughs> no. that fat yeah, tongue yeah, yeah, position pull it. again. Pull it. Ready, <laughs> three, two, one, go. So open the mouth, tongue out. Clear it of the teeth. Push it out as hard as, as far as you can <laughs> and hold it there. Yeah. Tongue surfboard. Nice. Yeah. Oh boom. Tim. You've got quite That's a long tongue in your like, life. It? Look at Tim. <laughs> 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 um, so that one is really, really good to start strengthening the other one. You really, if you're listening, you really want to check the YouTube on this, is the Granny <laughs> surprise screamer face. <laughs> so, so basically, so basically from the forehead, there's a muscle and goes there's another muscle in the back of your head and there's a big stretchy sheath that runs between those two. Okay. And when your brain grows, that stretch, strep, uh, stretchy sheath actually, you know, springs and that actually propels forward um, and Lateral face growth. It's like a big sling. It's an awesome system. So what you want to do is you wanna you wanna train those muscles just like you train your handstand muscles, right? So you do that with this granny screamer. So you take your lips, cover your teeth with your lips, right? And then bring the eyebrows up, make your face excuse me, go really long. Eyebrows up, eyes up. You've got to have the mouth open, Tim. Jacko. But Uh no teeth. Uh There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So your face goes really narrow, like a granny getting a shock. That's it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that, I'm getting that, that spasms on mark, this that side. Clip. That's the clip for the social for yeah, sure. Yeah, I just grabbed it. Yeah. I've grabbed it. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. All right. And then you do the opposite to that. So you scrunch your you, you make your lips go wide. You scrunch your face down. Yeah. And then you do the opposite, go long again. So you do this for reps. That's it. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's like a non-surgical facelift I tell you yeah. so that gets that the technical name for it is the epicranial aponeurosis but that just gets that that sling really pumping and so it actually really helps if you're like just trying to I don't know write a paper or something and you're feeling a bit shit you do like 20 of those and you'll just, it'll wake up, you'll wake up, your whole system goes, Woo you know, shakes the brain, gets all the facial, like a lot of uh, the facial nerve, get a bunch of feedback, you get the trigeminal nerve happening, it's good.
1: I, I it love the idea up. of um, somebody sat in traffic doing this. And, um, yeah, You know, you know sometimes you, you, you're playing the same song and you see someone, like, at least to the radio, and someone's singing along with <laughs> the song that you're listening to, someone's, I, I love the idea of people sat in traffic doing this being, oh, it's, this, it's Cole Clayton.
2: <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, your man over there, Mike Mew, like he must have heard of mewing. Uh-uh. Mewing, you yeah. Heard of mewing? It's a yeah. big trend. Like Mike Mew, John Mew was his dad, or is his dad? He's still going, I think. Who's this? Like it was very much a pioneering orthodontist dentist and mike sort of took over his work and they're very much about all this paradigm tongue position correct breathing functional dentistry you know growth guidance appliances and stuff but he started that mewing thing and the mewings become like a thing like millions and millions and millions of you know whatever's shares and likes or whatever it is that is important um but yeah the, the whole um there's a whole sort of movement of where should you place your tongue and how do you do these little facial exercises mm. that he started over there. So good.
1: Cole, thanks for that today. That's just like, yeah, there's some really interesting stuff in there for, from just a mind-blowing perspective of some of the things we don't think about, don't know about, not talked about enough. Um, and that's mm. why I love these conversations because it's just like an exploration into...
2: Things just, we don't know. It's cool. I yeah. just love how you and just blew apart the whole of strength training literature in one. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm still rocking on that. I'm just like,
1: you can so have that good. one, Cole. That's yours. You can take that one. Really, I can yeah. use it. Use that one. Just it's credit me, I,
0: and then yeah. I start. From else, I, also, so it's I feed love the by fact that. <laughs> and I love the fact that some of the things that we're talking about doing, like how simple is it to just wiggle your face about a bit and move you, think about moving to it. We're not asking or we're not no, challenging. It doesn't cost us anything. It's not super complicated. No. And yeah. there's some real science behind why it's going to be beneficial. And it's it's great that we're just finding out more and more of these things so we can get the the best out of out of our bodies, and there's a good reason. If you're listening to the podcast and you've never watched it on YouTube, to head over to YouTube and watch the video. This is definitely a visual one to be able to watch back as we Come you there. Hit subscribe. That'll make uh, <laughs> that'll make Cole very happy if you subscribe Absolutely, to our YouTube.
2: Please.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't have a YouTube, but if we, but where if someone does want to find out a little bit more Cole about you, and they after the, or if they haven't watched the first part, listen to part one as well. But um, yeah. what's the best way for someone to sort of uh, find out a little bit more, uh, or get be able to get in touch with you?
2: Well, here's the thing, Jacko. This year's the year, man. I'm launching my YouTube channel this year. Oh, yes. Oh!
0: I told I'm someone. Done. One, th- I said, mm-hmm. said I seen this guy is incredible. I said he's so good, and I was like, this will blow your mind. This will blow some people's mind more than it. he's so good. He's not on social media. That's how good he is. Yeah, well, I'm not going <laughs> Instagram.
2: But I'm going to start at YouTube. Yeah. You don't need it. Um,
0: you're too good for but
2: it. What I was going to say is about that this whole paradigm not being rocket science, right? Like it's it's simple stuff to make a surprise, silly surprise granny face. But the leverage that you get, yeah. as we discussed for the last hour, is off the scale, right? So what I'm going to tell yeah. you about finding me is if you've got kids or you work with kids or you know kids or you're, A nephew or nieces or whatever and you see some of this stuff with the kids, you've got to get on it, you've got to get on it so I have a website called Happy Kids Clinic and the clinic starts with K, so happykidsclinic.com and um, that's a good place to start because if we can get the kids doing these simple things like Tim was saying in the back of the car, right? You, you yeah. change the world, by the way. It's, it's amazing, you yeah? yeah. So in this dental clinic I'm in tonight, um, that's what we do. We do osteopathy Face exercises, breathing, and special dental appliances that are amazing, and um, it works incredibly well. Like we're getting crazy changes in kids in like a month, two months, three months. It's it's wild. So that's Doctor Levi's L-E-V-I-S dot com dot au, and then just my name Cole Clayton um, C-O-L-E C-L-A-Y-T-O-N dot com dot au. <clears throat> that's Cole Clayton. It's got some stuff on it, the the baseline breathing course. So if you're a coach or trainer or therapist and you want to do sort of a bit of a deep dive into um, breathing, um, there's plenty, There's there's a whole um, forty video course on there. So that's why I'm doing the YouTube to sort of start to really talk about this stuff and get this stuff out there and um and and, and feeding back into those. Platforms, Yeah. Nice. Amazing.
0: Good man. Thank you so
2: much for coming on. My absolute pleasure. it was Cole. awesome to get around too. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Thanks, mate. We'll chat soon.
1: So there we have it. Not your regular podcast. When you tuned into this week, you probably didn't think you'd be driving along in your car, sticking your tongue out. I hope people were doing this walking down the street and, and just looking like what are you doing? Well,
0: training my tongue because it's important. <laughs> Do you even train your tongue, bro? I'm going, to give, I'm going to give some real talk in the finish of this podcast. We are recording the outro a number of days after we actually recorded the whole thing. And I have since then been in my car driving and doing weird things with my tongue to try and make my my mouth and my, my life and myself better. And you know what I love about it? It's so simple. It's so easy. It's that. Like, well, it's not easy. It's actually quite hard. But as in, just doing something with your tongue is relatively easy.
1: I've been practicing a little clicky movement at Naomi. Oh, um, I'm not good at know. that. Yeah, it's hard actually. Like there's a couple of different techniques I've been trying, but I am getting better. Um,
0: yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> oh, I loved one. it. I loved it. It was a good. I loved it. I love it now as much as I did when we were doing it. <laughs> I just wish Cole was here. I wish Cole was here every week. <laughs> do you want me, Johnson, to start with me? Do you like Cole more than me? <laughs> no, it, 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 I think, to be honest, I think he was edging in for like a, let's make this a three way thing every week. Yeah, uh, to get rid of me.
1: Be <laughs> <a three-way, laughs> that would be two, that would be three. He was impressed with my tongue, anyway. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, let's move on. I didn't on. see that on
0: camera. Was that, off, was that off camera?
1: No, well, I think he said something about happy wife, happy life, something like that. I don't know <laughs> what it was, anyway. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um,
0: I, can't I, I, just, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> he I said hope, it. I hope that stays in the, in the edit. Did he say it?
1: I'll, I'll speak to the production team to see if they want to keep yeah. that in or not. Um, Cole said it. Yeah, he said it. He was marvelling. Um, <laughs> wrap this, wrap this up. I'm Get gone. <laughs> You've lost me. I'm, I'm out. Um, right, so we're, we're off. We're off. sign us off today. We're off. Class, class um, dismissed. You, well, no, we have done another bit first. Thank you for listening. Um, give, us a, give us a review if, you, <laughs> if you're still here. Um, and yeah, keep exploring your tongue and physical potential with movement, strength, and play.
0: Class dismissed. <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs>